0: Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry and increase God's blessing upon you. If you will, quickly, I want to hurry real quickly, get into something the Lord put in my spirit as I was praying. And if you will, if you can, go to 2 Chronicles 33. Let's get into the Word. Glad to have you here. Glad it's a beautiful day the Lord's given us. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day the Lord's given us. The Bible said in our text, the Lord give me to preach to you. He said, and he repaired the altars of the Lord and sacrificed thereupon into peace offerings and thank offerings and commanded Judah to serve the Lord God of Israel. Nevertheless, the people did sacrifice still in high places, yet unto the Lord their God only. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh and his prayer unto the Israel God and the words of the seers that spoke to him, prophets who spoke to him in the name of the Lord God of Israel. Behold, they are written in the books of the kings of Israel. His prayer also, his prayer also is written there. And even how God was entreated of him and all his sins and his trespasses and the places wherein he built high places and he set groves and graven images before he humbled, before he was humble, before he was humbled. Behold, they are written among the sayings of the prophets. On a pre-sum, the day the Lord just put in my spirit in studying this week is this. Rewriting your narrative. You can rewrite your story. You can rewrite your, your story. If you will, let's pray. Let's see what the Lord has for us. Father, we love you today. We thank you for everyone in this room. You are a mighty God. You're gracious and merciful God. It is an honor, Lord, to have our guests, and we pray, God, that our spirit of Christ will make them feel at home and make them feel welcome and, and loved. We honor them and thank them for being here, Father. and We ask you to minister to everyone in this room. You know who this word is for. Your angels are here with me. Your spirit's here with me. And, God, I'm asking you to minister to those that need to hear a word of faith And encourage them in the name of Jesus we pray. Bless these holy people and these good people today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody shout amen. Amen. Will you give God some edification of who he is? He's a mighty God. You can be seated. Thank you. You see the pen is in your hand to write your narrative that is your life story. From the beginning, God gave mankind power to choose in life. It is in your will to choose where your life goes. It's not the devil. It's not people. But it's yourself who chooses where your life goes. Preach teaching Wednesday night, I was defending for God and for Satan himself. You're saying, My God, what kind of preacher are you? Number one, the devil don't make you do nothing. You choose to do it. So from the beginning, God gave mankind the power to choose. It is in your will to choose where your life goes. It's not the devil, it's not people, it's not life that writes the life of your story. God gives us, he gives us a detail of this power. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, if you read with me, verse 15 through 19 tells me and you of the power that God said. He said, see, I have set before you this day life and good, death and evil. I set it before you. He said, then in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God and to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statues and his judgments that thou mayest live and thou may multiply. And the Lord, the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whether thou goest to possess it. But if thy heart turn away so that thou will not hear, if you're going to turn away and won't hear him, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve other gods. He said, I denounce unto you this day that you shall surely perish and that you shall not prolong your days upon the land whether thou passest over Jordan to possess it. I'm going to cut your days short. He said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings, and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both, that both thou and thy seed may live. It's a choice today. It's a choice if I worship God today. It's a choice if, if I praise God today. It's a choice if I get up on a Sunday morning and go fishing or, or go hunting or come to church. It's my choice. I said, it's my choice. It's my choice to live for God. There ain't the devil, it ain't the enemy, it's not people, but it's my choice. Mama can't make me do it, daddy can't make me do it. Come on, wife, husband can't, but it's my choice. How many glad today you chose to serve a living God? You got to help me. You see, it is your choice to choose life or death. There's good news today. God's given you the power to rewrite your narrative today. No matter where you are physically, where you are spiritually in life, no matter where you are, God's gave you the power to pick the pen up today and rewrite your narrative. Somebody needs to shout, it ain't over yet. Oh, somebody tell the devil, it ain't over yet. You may attack my health. You may attack my family. You may attack my children. You may attack my mind. But it ain't over yet. God has given me the power of the pen today, and I can rewrite the outcome of what's coming in my life. Somebody shout, it ain't over yet. First Samuel chapter 30 tells a story. David and 600 of his men have been out in the battle one day. They come in from a long day work. As they approach the house, approach their family, all they see is burning, smoking ruins of ashes of their home. Their wives have been taken. The children have been taken. All of a sudden, devastation hit David, hit his heart, hit his spirit, hit his mind. And his men begin to complain, look what's happened. We're out fighting for the Lord. We're out doing this to the enemy. And suddenly we come home. Our wives are taken. And our children are gone. The Bible said David falls down on his knees and begins to weep and begins to moan and begins to grieve for what he lost. But David didn't lay his pen down. I said David didn't lay his pen down and some of you don't need to lay your pen down because you've lost some stuff. Just because it's got bad in the marriage or got bad in the home, it ain't over. I'm tired of hearing about people who say, oh, it's gotten too bad and it's over. No, you got the power of the pen today. You got the power in your life to rewrite everything going on in your life. I don't care what hell's challenging you with. I don't care what he's fighting you with. You got the power of the pen today. And David said, ah, I'm not laying the pen down. I can choose what happens to my family, my wives, and my children. Some of you need to get on your feet and tell the devil, I'm picking the pen back up. I'm not giving up on what God can do. I'm not going to quit today. I'm not going to quit today, devil, because of what I see. Some quit because it gets a little messy. I can't stand to be around quitters. Told my wife the other day, I can't stand to be around procrastinators. That ain't my genetics. That ain't my spirit. I can't stand it. Oh, I just want to be lazy and lay around all the time. Sit around all uh-uh, that ain't me. Get your lazy hind end up. Get at it. I ain't working for your cheese, baby. You can get your own job. Get your own cheese. Oh, you don't understand what I just said? That means I ain't going to pay your bill. Get your lazy tail up. Go to work. And get your own money. So, David said, I can lay right here and I can accept what the enemy's doing to me. I can accept he took my wives and he took my children. He's burnt my home to the ground. And sometimes people take that as, oh, look at what he's done. It's over. It's finished. Wives gone, children gone. Come on. House is destroyed. You may look at your health and say, it's over. Look at where I'm at. It ain't over. I said, it ain't over. I said the other day I went and got my hair cut. A young girl, I grew up, grew up growing up my home, but do call her name, she was in there. And I, said, I said, good to see you, Says, What's going on? She said, I gotta tell you what the Lord did for me. She said, I got in bad health, and she said, my, my blood pressure, she's a young lady, and said, My blood pressure got over 208, 209, 210 at nighttime, even while I slept, and said, I went to the mercy room and the wake-up call come. Anybody had a wake-up call? And they said, hey, if you don't do something about your life, if you don't do something about it, you're not going to live to see your daughter walk down an aisle or even graduate high school. And she said, I made my mind up right then. I picked the pen up and said ain't it over. I don't want to tell somebody, it ain't over. I don't care what your stinking flesh is telling you. I don't care what the devil's telling you. I don't care what people and families telling you. You need to tell them to shut their mouth, get out of your life. You're going to pick the pen up, and you're going to change the end result. Come on, God wants to tell somebody it ain't over. Somebody shout it ain't over. Your life ain't finished. It ain't done. Come on, folks. You know your problem, what you don't like a lot of you, don't, you don't like discipline. You don't like pain of discipline. But to get anywhere you need to go, David said, God, what shall I do? God said, pick your pen up, David. You can change the narrative of everything that happened. What got to do? You got to get up, David, from where you are. You got to get up off your knees. Come on, folks. Some of you older folks need to get a mentality too. I'm old. I'm gonna get off. Get up off your old self. Get up off. Get ain't over yet. Caleb went back to the promised land, 84 years old. He looked at Joshua. He said, "Give me my land that God given me. I don't care what my age is. I don't care what my health is right now. I'm gonna take what God's given me." And some of you need to get the attitude this morning. I don't care. I'm gonna take back. What the enemy's taking from me, I'm going to take it back. It ain't over. Come on, somebody. Somebody shout, it ain't over yet. Oh, you ain't got the pen, devil. I got the pen. I can rewrite my narrative of my life. I can rewrite it today. It ain't over. I said, it ain't over. David knew he had the pen in his hand. He could have sat down and accepted what he was reading. Some of you can sit down and accept what you're reading today. You can accept what you're reading. I don't accept what I read. In life, I don't accept it. If you accept it, you've got to live with it. I don't accept it. And I, I'm the type of person, I don't let people's attitudes, spirits, how they look at me, what they do in my life, you don't affect me, baby. I ain't going to be affected because I know I live one time. And today I'm breathing breath breath that God gave me mercy to breathe today. My days are limited. I know that from the word of God. And I know that by life. But I know that I can rewrite the outcome of what's coming down the road. I ain't got to sit here and give in to folks who are giving up. Can I tell you, you need to get away from people who are giving up on life. You need to get away from people who are just giving up on everything. And you need to get you a pen and say, you can stay there if you want to. But I'm gonna rewrite the outcome of my life. I know I can have a better end than what it looks like. I know I can. Yeah. Woo! My goodness. David cries out to God, and God says. Get up, David. Brother Joel, God ain't never gonna say, sit down and quit. That man standing right there got hit by the 18 wheeler on 45. Jackson, Tennessee, how many years ago? Five? Six years ago. Late in the hospital, we thought we were gonna lose him, die in the time. Thought he was gonna go. But Brother Joel refused to give up hope of what he looked like, what he was going through. He said, give me the pen. I'm gonna rewrite the outcome of it. Come on. Some people still be laying there. But no, uh uh-uh. I know with God all things are possible. I can do. Somebody shout I can do. Somebody shout I can do. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Somebody needs to get this in your spirit this morning. It ain't over, baby. It ain't over. No, 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 no. It ain't over. It ain't over. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. If you put the pen down, if you put your pen down, if you put it down and you're accepting what you're seeing, have you decided this is what I accept today? Oh, David calls Abitha the priest, bring the ephod quickly. He brings the ephod. He puts it on. He begins to pray to God. Somebody said he prays to God. Some people don't even know how to pray to God. Some people got these prayer. Well, I, I pray the Lord in my car. I pray to God. You know this. I pray to God when I, when I eat my breakfast. I pray to God when I eat my supper. No, he prayed. He prayed, God, what shall I do? Has anybody got lately, you've got to ask God, what shall I do? Because you really don't know. You look at the outcome, and the outcome looks, my home's gone. It's burned to the ground. My wives has gone. My children's gone. And everybody around you say, well, you know, uh, they should have left you a long time ago. You should have left. The, uh, everything's over. I know sometimes you're living with an idiot. You're living with an idiot. Turn your head. <laughs> Don't you do that. But you live with somebody crazy. I can hear the devil, brother Joel, telling him, You look what God didn't keep from you. Let me tell you something. Have you heard it? I sure have. Let me tell you where I heard it one day. I heard it so loud when I looked at my mom and dad landing in the car, dead in the car. At 20 minutes early, I kissed them by because they bought me a gift. I worked with the sheriff department. They called me and said, there's been a 1050 on the highway. I said, go there two miles from my house. I didn't know it was my mom and dad. I get there on the highway. Troopers everywhere, fire department, first responder, lined up two miles both way. I get there and I walk up and I see my mom and dad's car. And one of the troopers walked up and I said, oh, I know one of them is the, uh, deceased. Which one's deceased? And old oh, Mr. Roy Chaplin, our chief deputy, older man, like my papa. He walked up and laid his hands on my chair. He said, son, both of them. And immediately it knocked the breath totally out of me. And I heard the voice of Satan tell me, if God loved you, he'd have let one of them live. Or he wouldn't have killed both of them. So I sure have suffered. But I got down on my hands and knees on blacktop. And I hit it with my fist. And I screamed as loud as I could. Shut your mouth, devil. This is the will of God, the will of God. Bible said that when we're born, we're appointed to death. It don't tell us how we to die. It don't tell us which way. But I told the devil, shut your mouth. I ain't giving up on God. And I ain't giving up on the heaven. Because I got more to go to heaven for than I did yesterday. So you just made me mad. And I'm going to fight harder than I've ever fought before. Because I want to see them on the other side. You can't give up. You can't quit. God's good to you. Anybody know God's good to you? How many has he been good to you? How many has he brought you through? You can't give up on God. Woo. Are you going to accept what the enemy has, has done and where you have brought your life to? Come on, please don't. Or pick up a pen. Or pick up the pen. He told you to write, This is the end. Is that what you wrote? Is that what you wrote? This is the end. I got the pen. It's not over. It's not over. Some of you need to pick your pen up today. It ain't over. I'm not finished. God ain't through with us yet. I don't care what you're seeing in your life physically, spiritually, financially, problems. I don't care. It ain't over. I said it ain't over. I'm recovering all that I lost going to recover everything I've lost. I'm going to recover my family. I'm going to recover everything the devil's taken. I'm going to rewrite it. You hear me now? You need to pick the pen and rewrite your narrative. You have the power to rewrite it. In our text quickly. Chronicles 33, I read a while ago, saints. Manasseh, hear me now, was 12 years old when he became king. 12 years old. He reigned for 55 years. He did, the Bible said, hear me, he did evil in the sight of the Lord. Following the practices of a pagan nation. He rebuilt pagan shrines. His father, Hezekiah, had torn down. He rebuilt them. He rebuilt them. He rebuilt pagan shrines. You hear me instead of following the righteous footsteps of his father, he followed the evil footstep of his grandfather, Azai. It was his choice. Somebody shout his choice. I said it was his choice. It was his choice. It was his choice. It was his choice. It was history. I get tired of people saying, "I want to go back to the old time church." You forget that I don't. I'm like brother T.F. Tenney. Tenney. it's got better today. It's better preaching, better worship, better spirit. You can go back. That's what your problem is, you always wanting to go back. Go back. Paul said, "Forgetting those things which are behind." See you, old folks. You need to shake yourself free from it. There's more ahead for us. I said there's more miracles. There's more healing. There's more blessing. God's got more for you. There's more. Somebody shout more. But hear what I'm fixing to say quickly. Listen, instead of following the righteousness of his father, he followed his grandfather. Now listen to this man. It was his choice. It was his choice. You better be careful who influences your life. You better look and see how their life is turned out before you follow them. You see, look, look at his life, how bad it was becoming. Listen to what this man did. Listen to what he did. He built altars for the image of Baal. He set up ash poles to worship. He bowed before the powers of stars, planets. He worshiped stars and planets. He built pagan altars inside the temple of God. He went inside the temple and he built pagan altars. He sacrificed his own sons on the altar. He sacrificed his own children and burned them in the valley of ben Hinnah. He practiced sorcery. He practiced witchcraft. He consulted mediums and psychics. He placed idols in the very presence of God. Manasseh led Israel to doing more evil than the pagan nations they invaded. In the narrative, you are looking at a rebellious evil man. That his narrative is a failure and rebellious against God Almighty. You may look at yourself and say, look at my life. Look at what I've done. Look at what I've been through. Look at where I'm at. You're where you are because you didn't listen. You chose to go that way. You listen to me now, but I believe within faith of God. I believe you can rewrite the very narrative of how your life's gonna end right now. I don't care if you've offered, you put pagan idols in the temple. I don't care if you burnt your sons to all gods. God. I don't care of all the evilness and how you sought spiritual guidance, psychics and sorcerers and all this stuff. It don't, I don't care. I'm just telling you today, you got the pen. You can sit there and give in to the devil if you want, but everyone in this room has the power to rewrite the narrative of your life. You can lay it down or you can pick it up and say, I'm going to rewrite how it turns out. How many wants a better end? How many wants a better future? I'm asking some of you. I'm asking you. See, some of you cats, you've already decided this is the best it's going to get. This is the best it's going to get. I don't have, that ain't how I live my life. That ain't how me and my wife lives our life. We don't live our life physically, spiritually, or family. We don't live like that. I'm always trying to improve myself. I'm always trying to improve myself spiritually. I always seek to, to preach better than I did the last time. I'm always studying. I work here at the church 30 or 35 hours a week studying and praying and seeking and talking. I'm working hard. I seek phys- take care of myself physically, my life, my home. I don't let my home get junked up and get everything untucked care of. I want it to be better. Somebody shout better. Yes. You can lay the pen down if you want to or you can pick it up today. you got the power to change things. I believe, because with God. Half of you asleep today, I'm gonna to say it again. With God. All say it again, with God. All How many of God can help you out of what you're in right now? Yeah. How many of God can help you turn it around? Pastor, you don't understand. This has happened. That's happened. This is happened. I know it may look bad. I know your house may be burnt to the ground. I know everything may be taken. But we got a God that all things are possible. You hear me right now? Jonah put himself in the belly. He put himself. He put himself in the belly of the fish. He put himself there because he rebelled against God. When you rebel against the doctor, you're going to suffer. When you rebel against God, you're going to suffer. I don't care. had a person tell, Brother T.L. Smith, he told me, he said, that person, the doctor told him, he said, you, you, need, to, you need to quit off all those drinks you're drinking, and, and, and really if you do that and lay off all the bread, because... Don't we all like bread? I love some good old cornbread, but good old cornbread will kill me. That's why you, who you are, and i who I am. That good cornbread I love will kill me if I can And they told Brother Smith that. And Brother Smith said, What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to die somehow. Well, you're goofy. If God said, I'll give you another 12 years, 15 years, the Bible said Hezekiah had to go and get some, all his, some branches and put on his sores. God gave him the years, but he had to go do something to get complete healing. So if God's giving you a chance, you got to do, do it to live. Can I tell somebody in the house, God's trying to give you the pen back today. He's trying to get you to give the peon up. Somebody ought to shout, it ain't over yet. Somebody shout, it ain't over yet. I wrote chicken scratch. You can't read my right, But it ain't over yet. I said, it ain't over yet. Somebody needs to write a note to the devil and say, it ain't over yet. I'm not through yet. It ain't finished yet. You hear me now? Jonah put himself there, and he's the one that got himself out of. He picked the pin up in the belly of that fish, and I'm coming out of it. The Lord spoke to Manasseh. hear me now? The Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people. The Bible said, yet they ignored him. Now, everybody pay attention. The Lord spoke to Manasseh, and he spoke to the people, and he warned them. I said he warned them. They're going to come get your family. They're going to come get your health. They're going to come and destroy you. He warned them. At that moment, God sends the warning. He gives you a chance to pick the pen up. I said it gives you a chance to pick the pen It gives you a chance to rewrite your narrative. You see, you can turn it around or you can suffer judgment because they refused the warning of the Lord. The Lord sent the Assyrian army, hear me right now, sent the Assyrian armies and took Manasseh prisoner. Guess what happened? God gave him a warning, gave Manasseh and the people a warning to turn their outcome around. The Bible said when the Assyrians come in, you know what they did to him? They put a ring in his nose, chain on the ring, and they led him away captive as an animal. They put a ring through his nose and bound him with bronze chains and led him away into Babylon. You hear me now? You hear me? He made the choice to not take the warning. Now he's paying the price physically in life because he didn't take the warning. I ain't listening to that gray-headed preacher. He screams and hollers and shouts. I ain't listening to him. I don't care what he tells me to do spiritually, physically with myself. Life, I don't care. Listen, go ahead. The Syrians are coming. Now he's paying the price. His kingdom was taken from him. His position was taken from him. Some said and daydream about not not being in a place spiritually or life. They daydream about it. Can I tell somebody, wake up. Pick your up. Somebody ought to wake up, pick your beard up, and say, I'm going to have a better life. I'm going to have a better outcome. I'm going to have a better turnaround. My family, my health, it's going to be a better home. I'm going to have a better, come on, folks. I'm going to rewrite the outcome of my life. I'm not going to sit here and let the devil take from me what I can get back. I'm going to rewrite it all. Listen, he made a choice. Somebody shout, he made a choice. What they could do is you could pick the pen up and rewrite it. While in distress, somebody shout, while in distress. Now I want you to pay attention. Some of you ain't listened to me all day. Listen to me now. Say, while in distress. distress. Say, while in distress. distress. That's where we got to watch ourselves. While in distress. You can get angry at God. <laughs> I, had, I had some, the boy who hit my mom and dad to killed both of them, played basketball with my boys in school. I had family on the other side that got mad at me because I went to the hospital. I knew his dad, his dad, his uncle and them worked with my dad. They were good friends with my dad. They were black folks. And they come to the wreck and they were crying just like me. Oh, I'm so sorry. They loved my dad. They loved him. They loved my dad. They loved him. And they were praying with me, loving me. And I had folks on some side of the family that I went to the hospital. There was about 50-something, 60 folks from the church there. My uncle, some of them come up. And I said, I want to go pray for him. They said, you want to do what? I said, I want to go pray for him. I said, I don't want him to die. I don't want him to be paralyzed. He's too young. And I walked in, and his mom knows me well. She started crying. Oh, Brother Tim, I'm so sorry. I said, I want to pray for him. She said, please come and pray for him. And I go in, and I lay hands on him. And I said, Lord, don't let this family suffer what I've suffered today, but have mercy on them. And let him walk. Don't let him be crippled. But you had some voices say, you don't need to do that. You don't need to listen to that. You don't need to. I said, I'm listening to the Lord. And that's what my mom and dad would have done. They taught me that. Later on, he come to this church, did he not? His family, I took them out to eat. Still on the other side of family. I wouldn't have done that. That's just the difference between me and you. I got the real Holy Ghost and you got the fake. You can let the devil talk you out of it. Talk you into some stupid stuff in distress. Or you can do the right thing. You can do the right thing. You know what happened? You know what happened to Manasseh? This, this is, this is, it, I'm, I'm closing. Listen to this. You know, what you know what he did? In distress. While things weren't going good. Manasseh sought God and he humbled himself. When he prayed, the Bible said the Lord listened to him and was moved by Manasseh's words. Now I want you to hear what he did. Listen to what he did. A pagan worshiper who sought advice from witches and sorcery and one who put false gods in the temple, sacrificed his own sons. Follow me. Worship stars and planets. Was taken captive because of how he lived. Cries out to God. Somebody shout, he cries out to God. And the Lord brought him out. Now listen. God gave him a chance to pick the pen up. Guess what he did? He comes back and he rewrites his life. He rebuilt the outer walls of the city. He removed the foreign gods and the idols from all the temples that he put. He tore down all the altars that he had built in the hills to worship gods in the temples. And all the altars of idols at Jerusalem. He burned them outside the city. He restored the altar of the Lord. He restored the altar of the Lord. The sacrifice of peace and the sacrifice of thanksgiving, he restored it. He encouraged Judah to worship the one God of Israel. The people, the people still worship the pagan shrines. You got to be careful what you start in your life, some things won't change. Manasseh prayed, (laughs) and events of his life, the Bible said, and I read it, are recorded in the book of the kings of Israel. He took a pen, and he rewrote the end of his life. You better watch it. The enemy will try to make you do some stupid stuff in distress. You'll say things. Can I tell you something? When you let them words go out, you can't grab them and put them back in. And my Lord, we don't have to be around you to find out what you and your husband are into it about because you get on Facebook and tell them. You know, some folks... You can read it when they're into it. Oh, he's the sweetest thing. Oh, he's grace. He's so good to me. I go, uh huh. Y'all done been arguing, and cussing. Oh, she, she is the beautiful thing. Oh, she's so beautiful. She's so sweet. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Y'all done been into it. You just trying to rewrite it. I'm telling my wife. I'm telling brother Jim them. I tell, you know, they, everybody knows my my wife's hot to me. She's pretty be hot to y'all. I me and you going to tie up. And i was telling her, I'm telling her about, but Jim was talking about rubbing some stuff on his shoulder, hot stuff, he gets get shoulder hurting. and he rubs on it. I said, oh, yeah, my wife's got some of that. I said, I got a kind pepper in it. She's got some. She rubs on her shoulders. I said, one time she'd put it on her neck, and I was leaving with the gym, and, I went by and kissed her neck I got outside the truck I said my God my eyes were burning my lips done swelling up cause I'm Lord you kind of what did you my God I said you are hot baby (laughs) set my lips on fire man woo (laughs) I ain't lying that hurt and from now on I go you got any of that on your neck Man, you hear me now, hear me. Manasseh rewrote his outcome. I, I want to encourage somebody. Listen to me in closing. Pick the pen up. It ain't over. After all, Manasseh did with a jost of God, and after all, he messed his life up, was taken off and captured. I don't, I don't care where drugs, life, I, I still love you. I don't care. I don't, I don't know about this preacher. I don't care how messed up you are. I love you. Jesus loves you. You mean there's hope for me? Yeah, there's hope for you. There's hope for you. I don't care what you've done. 38 years, we've seen them all come through here. I've seen all kind of people come through here that changed. And on this pew right now, if you heard everybody' lost story, you go, Really? You'd be surprised where they come from. Out on drug road, lived on drug road. People been in prison. People messed their life up. But you're seeing the mercy of God in here. You're seeing people that pick the pen up and say, uh-uh, I'm going to rewrite my the end of my life. I'm going to rewrite the narrative. Don't you give up. Don't you quit. It ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't over. Let's stand to our feet. Come on. God's talked to somebody. I said, God's talked to somebody. I said, God's talked to somebody. Come on, folks. Look at this. I'm covering all, I'm recovering all that I lost. Some of you need to get your pen and paper. You need to rewrite it today. I said, some of you need to rewrite it today. I'm recovering all that I lost. Shout it ain't over. I don't know who's I don't know who has laid their pen down. But God is encouraging somebody to pick the pen back up. I don't know what part of your life you've laid it down. Spiritually, physically, life, marriage, family. I don't know, but God does. Now, if He's spoken to you today, now this is what we do. If you come around the front, we're not going to throw no powder on you, let no snakes go. We're not going to throw you in the floor and hold you down. We're not going to get you in a headlock and rub your head and you scream. We're not going to do nothing like that. If you if you if God has spoken to you today, and you you say God told me to pick my pen up, you're welcome to come around the front, lift your hands up to a gracious God, and says thank you God for telling me I can pick the pen back up. Come on. We pray today that this word has blessed you, minister to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.